negative people are like the suicide bombers of your destiny. Can you believe that? I wrote that comment probably three and a half years ago when I was thinking about some of the atrocities that are happening around the world and some of the atrocities that many of you and me, by the way, I fall into that trap, let occur in our daily lives. By the way, this is Dan Walshmitt. Uh, this is Edgy Conversations, the podcast all about radical help for people who want it. And we're talking about this idea today about negativity. And I constantly come back to this idea of negativity because it really is that silent assassin to take away everything good and wonderful in your life. Isn't it shocking how hard we work to keep negative people in our lives? Like, think about that for a second. You have friends. Let's take the pressure off you for a second, right? (laughs) You've got friends right now who bring you their sagas. Or maybe they just bring them on Facebook, right? Because sometimes you go on Facebook and you're like, man, you people have the most ridiculous lives of anybody in the world. But they'll fight. You'll have friends who will fight to keep people in their lives who are like the worst influences ever. Like they bring no value. There's nothing positive. Like even if you're trying to stretch, look, dig deep, that whole thing, you can't find one thing, one good reason, one possible like shining glimmer of light. And your friend will then justify. And you'll be like, why are you even with that person? Or why, why are you even listening to that person? And they'll be like, yeah, but they've got a nice car. Or yeah, but they're great in bed. Or, yeah, they do this. (laughs) And what happens? Like, you can't see me, but I'm just shaking my head into the microphone, right? You kind of just go, uh, okay, sure, right? And if you have friends that do that, listen, I'm not coming down on your heart, but I bet you do that as well. You have people in your life right now that you defend that just tear the shit out of you. I'm sorry. I got, we got, we got, did we go R-rated for a second? I know my editors are going to be all up in my business now. But seriously, right? I mean, isn't that right? You've got people in your life right now that you'll fight me on. Like, you'll pick up your fists and get up in my business because I'm, I'm getting in, in your face and telling you the truth. That You've got negative people in your life that you need to drop. Now, here's the only way I figured out how to do that. I think you physically have to get away. You have to get away. Can I share with you a, a personal story? So back in 2008, I picked up everything I had and left the Washington, D.C. area. Burned out, beat down, kind of at wit's end. I'm being somewhat dramatic. But I was not in a healthy spot, mentally, I'll say at least. And relationship-wise, I wasn't either. Young kid, five, six, second son, two or three. And I learned this lesson of like physically getting up and getting out. I lived in a home that was about, well, if you count the basement, maybe five or 6,000 square feet, uh, maybe more, I don't know, maybe slightly more than that. It wasn't like a palace, but it, it certainly wasn't, uh, you know, it, it wasn't small. I'm not, I, I'm not complaining. 
but my house was probably 10 feet away from the person on either side of me, right? One of those communities where you're right up again and you're paying $750,000. For some of you, you just choked on your coffee. And you should. For some of you in New York or other places, you're like, well, that's nothing. That's easy. That's great. <laughs> it's all relative, right? But I was I realized that I was stuck in a place that was just beating the relentless crap out of me. And I wasn't tough enough. Hear me. Hear me. Trained for MMA. R- champion runner. I wasn't tough enough to stay there and win the battle. And I was either too suicidal. I don't throw that term around loosely. Emotionally unstable. To stay there and win the fight. I literally had to get out and get away. You might call it even restart, reboot, in a different location. And it's made all the world a difference for me. Not only do I not have a house that I'm paying $750,000 of mortgage for, my house now is a fraction of that. Beautiful home, right? Beautiful home. Lots of land, green grass. Some of you have seen pictures of me in my backyard on Instagram or Facebook, other places like that. And I moved from Washington, D.C. to what's called the upstate area of Greenville, South Carolina, where BMW is headquartered here, uh, Michelin, North America is headquartered here, um, Clemson, of course, if you, you know much football, they're right up in this area. And, and, um, and I think the South has this way of kind of healing people, you know, which, which sounds completely crazy in some aspects, because if you think about the racial tension and uh, some of that baggage from years past, it, it almost sounds like, dude, what are you talking about? And I don't want to get into a subject about white privilege or anything like that. I, I certainly do feel privileged. So this isn't an, an apology on that. What I mean, though, is that the South had this way of healing people because it felt like people were more willing to come up and say to me, hey, everything okay? What can I do to help you? Uh, it felt like people were willing to talk about religion more. And in the South, you learn that everybody goes to church, right? You're an oddity if you don't go to church. Within 10 miles of my house... Uh, there are probably 300 churches, maybe more. Um, just it's it's kind of like Texas in that sense of of the lots of mega churches, lots of people building community around some sort of faith. And it just felt like people were willing to come up and say, "Hey, dude, what's going on? How can we help?" And that also allowed me, with a lot of introspection, to begin to to begin to heal in a lot of ways. And of course, if you if you've read my book. Then, you, then the story's out there, you know, kind of a lot of what was going on and what was going through my head and what I was dealing with and, and my beautiful wife, Sarah, putting the pieces back together. But, but I, wanna, I just want to share with you personally that I don't think that would have happened had I not moved. Moved. All around me was negativity. And, and I don't mean necessarily people who are like, hey, boo-hoo, you can't do it. In fact, in fact, in many ways, it was the opposite of that. See, I was Boy Wonder. And I, that, by the way, that's not a name I gave myself. That was a name that people were writing about me in, in, in articles and, and, and discussions about entrepreneurialism, about, hey, this guy, Boy Wonder, did all these turnarounds and blah, 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 blah. In fact, my wife, even when we were in rough times, was having lunch with one of her girlfriends 
in, in, in Washington, D.C., and she said it was just the most surreal thing because she's hearing these guys talk about, oh, this Dan guy, and it's you know pretty incredible, and this guy's doing rock star stuff. And, and then finally, you know, 30 minutes into the discussion, someone says, man, that Waldschmidt guy. And then she realized that they were saying Dan Waldschmidt, and they were talking, they'd spent the last 45 minutes talking about me. Now, I'm glad it was positive, right? Or maybe she's twisting the story, it was all crap, and she's just trying to be nice to my ego, but I'm glad it was all positive things. Um, but, but see, the negativity wasn't in what people were saying to my face. It wasn't the fact that people were trying to tear me down, although there were those people. Don't get me wrong. There's jealous, envious types who, no matter what you do, are determined to try to, you know, make you feel like crap so that they don't have to change. They don't have to improve. They don't have to be accountable for their own actions and reaction. But the environment was negative. And here's what I couldn't deal with. Let, okay, let's take a healthy habit like buying a car. It got to the point where, I, I don't know, I, I, I just, you would buy, let's say you'd buy a Mercedes. Then you'd come to work and someone would say, hey, did you see the new Jaguar I got? And the Mercedes was no longer good. You had to go out and allow Lisa Jaguar. And then someone would say, oh, no, forget about that. Look at the new Beamer I got. And, you know, real, real successful people buy, you know, Beamers. And then it was, no, but look at the new Maserati. And what was interesting is it was never good enough. It was always the, the negativity was around this unhealthy mindset of chasing the next thing. And by the way, it wasn't just cars. It was clothing. I can remember like for those of you who, you know, you're in a hotel or you're in your house, I don't really watch a lot of TV. Most of the TV that like crosses my eyeballs comes from a hotel. So I know it's odd when I mentioned, you know, a hotel and TV, but you know, you see like Joseph A. Banks and then, oh no, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't want two suits and two shirts or whatever the, whatever the deal is. We want this custom designer, you know, who, who, who makes bespoke suits. And, you know, it's almost like if, what is it? American Psycho? where they're comparing the business cards, like who's got the best business card. That's how it seemed to become. Everything was negative. Now, I was in my 20s, and some of this is just being young and stupid. But the negative energy in many ways did something to me that I wasn't able to handle. And let me make a bold claim to many of you listening that there are, there are people and places and opportunities that you just need to get away from. You're not tough enough, smart enough, emotionally stable enough to handle them. You're not. It doesn't make you weak. Damn, you know what it makes you? Smart. It makes you determined to get to where you want to be. What good does it do if you die halfway towards your goal, right? Well, I mean, for me, I was in such a state of, of mental instability, like it, it wasn't healthy for me or anyone else in my life, my family, my young, young kids. I was on a path with destruction. Uh, and again, I am not, I'm not over glamorizing and I'm not trying to make this big case that I'm somebody special. I'm actually trying to share with you something pretty raw and real. And, and by sharing my story, compel you that there are people you have to get away from. You might be in a job right now that you need to go and start shopping your resume and say, I have to get out of here because the negativity, the, the, the way I'm treated is so damaging to me that I have to go. Maybe it's a church and you, maybe you were raised in that church, maybe raised in a religion. I was raised independent, fundamental, Bible-believing, King James Version, only Baptist. Talk about 
conservative. And, 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 and so that was highly judgmental. Oh, you're wearing that outfit? Well, you must not be right with God or something like that, right? You, you've probably got people in your life who are like that, very judgmental. And, 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 and look, I'm not here to talk about religion. Maybe we'll do that in another episode. All I'm saying is maybe you've got people around you that you have to get up, get up, get up and get out, get away. Because you can't handle that. You can't, you can, you can't, you can't. You want to, you want to believe that you can, but you can't. Now you may have been thinking about this for a long time. You may be just feeling unhappy in the pit of your stomach and not sure what to do. And let me plead with you. Let me plead with you that, that the bright side of your future is is, is out there and it's possible, but it requires you to do something. It requires you to move, to move away. And when you move away and you look back, you realize, wow, I, I have choices. I see things differently I didn't see before. And I wasn't dumb back then. I, well, I was naive and inexperienced, but because I'm in a new place, I, I see things in a new light and I'm empowered. And that empowerment, oh, it, it makes me feel like anything is possible. And that's what's available to you. But it's not going to come to you if you stay where you are. And so it's just small choices. It's when you see that person texting you or tweeting you who's abusive in their words. Maybe it's a very, very close person. Someone that you live with, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a spouse or a fiance who just berates and beats you down. Get out. You got to get out. You're not weak because you, quote unquote, can't make it work. You're not. It takes two to tango. You know, the only way that my relationship was able to work was the fact that Sarah wanted to work, wanted to be with me. It wasn't about me being some white knight stallion who's going to hold our marriage together. It was the fact that she said, it's going to take both of us. And that's the truth about any relationship. If you're in a work relationship that sucks, get out. If you're in a church relationship that sucks, get out. If you're in a community relationship, it's another reason why I don't sit on boards or do conventions or meetings or things like that because a lot of the time it just drains my soul, drains my spirit, makes me feel like crap. We talk a lot about stuff, but we don't do a lot of stuff, and I'm in the business of doing a lot of great stuff. Let me impress upon you to get out. Let me impress upon you that you're stronger than you think you are and it's the negative people and negative influences in your life that are stopping you from getting to where you want to be. And once you get out and move and look back, you're going to say, I feel so much better. I feel so much more empowered. It's a simple lesson and it's not one, unfortunately, that many of us will make because we get to. We make the choice because we have to. And that's what happened to me. I had to make the choice. I wasn't smart enough. Uh, frankly, no one told me what I'm telling you to get up and get out. I just realized one day I have to change. If, if I want my life to be here, if I want my kids to see a father, and if I actually want any attempt of having any sort of relationship at all with someone who can love me and I can love them, then I have to get out of this place. So where do you need to move? Where do you need to go? What do you need to do? And when do you need to do it? Maybe we need to start making those plans together. Hmm? I've got your back if you need me again. This is Dan Waldschmidt, and this is the Edgy Conversations Podcast. Radical help for people who want it. Listen, listen, listen. If you love the podcast, come visit us at danwaldschmidt.com, and let's keep the conversation going. We've got a fantastic Facebook group. Add stars, all the wonderful things you can do on the podcast to tell people that you love us. And I love you back. And you know my challenge, don't do nothing.